Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. My name is Jaspreet Loyal. I'm an assistant professor in the Department of Pediatrics. And I'm Anthony Porto, associate professor in pediatrics. This podcast is part of our junior faculty development series, and today's topic is grant opportunities for junior faculty. By the end of the session, participants will be able to know the resources available to assist with finding and writing grants. We'd like to welcome our guest, Betsy Pesapane, Research Funding Specialist from the Department of Pediatrics at the Yale School of Medicine. Welcome. Thank well, you. You're welcome, Betsy. And let's get right to it. Tell us about yourself and your career path at Yale and what you do now. Well, I began working at Yale in 1979 in the Department of Medicine in the Robert Johnson Clinical Scholars Program. I started there as, as an administrative assistant, and when I left, I was business manager for the Clinical Epidemiology Unit slash Clinical Scholars Program. While there, I worked with renowned faculty in the fields of clinical epidemiology. I left the program in 2004 to take a position as a contract and business manager for a multi-site clinical trial that lasted until 2015. When the research funding specialist position came up, I thought that with the experience and knowledge I've gained in my previous positions, it would be a great match. So among other things, in my current position, I meet with faculty to discuss their research, funding opportunities, grant submissions. I pursue sources of potential funding for faculty, distribute pertinent and time-sensitive funding information, work with faculty on their grant submissions, request and gather all required documentation for subawards, respond, request, and gather required information for just-in-time requests, and maintain a database of biosketches, other support, facilities, documentation, and funding opportunities. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> so Betsy, tell us, what are ways for junior faculty to learn about available grant opportunities, both internally at Yale and externally? Well, internally, we have a great resource in Melanie Smith, who is the manager of the Funding Resource Center in OSP. For larger initiatives, Susanna Samoji in the, in the development office at, over on Whitney Avenue is another great resource person. Yale also has various websites for internal awards, the, um, scholar awards, a website of funding opportunities, and funding databases and sponsor websites. Externally, faculty should sign up to receive emails from these websites regularly. Guide TOC, which is the current weekly table of contents put out by the NIH, the Foundation Center, the Grantsmanship Center, Grants.gov, and SPIN. Also, through the AAP, the Community Pediatrics Alert sends out announcements and reminders of funding opportunities. And in terms of these... Uh funding opportunities. You said that we could sign up as junior faculty. How yes. is that something that's easy to do? They go through you or your office? Very simple to do. Um, I have all of the website addresses. You would just go onto the website and click off a box that you would like to receive the weekly announcements. Okay. But it, it's easy it's as that. that. Simple. Okay, yeah. great. I, I think that's an important point because it's important for junior faculty to realize that you're, you have to sign up yourself. It's not that the information is going to be sent to, to us from your office. Correct. 
if I do see something that comes through my office that's appropriate for somebody's research interest, then I will forward it on. But it is important, I think, if faculty receive these themselves so they could see what's out there. Okay. Well, just, just to clarify also, you mentioned uh, Melanie Smith, who's part of OSP, mm -hmm. which is the Office of Sponsored Projects. How do you differ from that office? Well, in, this, in OSP, it's really the final stop before a grant is submitted. And it's their job to review, not really read the proposal, to make sure that the instructions were followed, to make sure that the budget was done correctly, that the indirects are at the, at the appropriate rate, that if there's cost sharing, to make sure all of those forms are filled out and have been signed. Uh, if there's a problem with the proposal, then OSP will come back to the business office to fix it. With grant submissions, the proposal manager very rarely has any contact with the faculty. In my position, I will work directly with the faculty. After we have an initial meeting I and I have an idea of what their research interests are, I will keep an eye out for funding opportunities, research a specific funding opportunity brought to my attention by the faculty member, work closely with the faculty member reviewing and editing their grant submissions and also gathering the required documentation. Basically, Great. we want to give, we want the faculty to have the time to write the proposal instead of having to gather everything. So that, we hope they leave it up to us to get. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, so just to clarify, for my clarification, it seems like you're, uh, you are really helpful for get, getting the grant information and helping us through that process. But once the grant is written, that's when the OSP really gets involved. OSP will only get involved to submit, okay. yeah, yeah, to really submit it. And they will review it to make sure they're, to make sure, you know, the budget is clear and everything is, is in place that way. But um, they'll send it back to us if there's any problems. Okay. Great. So, Anthony, I don't know about you, but I find looking at the process of grants and determining if I'm eligible very overwhelming. <laughs> so, Betsy, how can you help? Number one, I think, is for me to, to meet with the faculty and to talk to them and find out where their research, where their interests lie. And through those discussions, I think I would be able to help them find the appropriate funding. I think just from my personal experience, I remember meeting with you, Betsy, just for you to get to learn about what my research interests are. And that was just for you, um, I think, an, a nice way to know which grants to maybe send to me if mm -hmm. it were to come across your desk. Yes, definitely. And it's also, also meeting with the faculty, I find out where they are in their career. Are they eligible for certain grants? And, and if, if this isn't the right one, well, we'll find another one that is. So it's, it, it helps to have that communication with the faculty so we could get the right thing for them. And how do you help or how would you, what would you suggest to a junior faculty to help you help them find a grant that fits their need? So I will, 
again, based on where they are in their career, will narrow down the types of grants they can apply for. Um, do they want an R01? Do they want to, are they ready for an R01? I mean, that that's not usually for a young junior faculty member who's just starting off. Usually that won't be the way to go, but perhaps career development, federal versus non-federal. And what do they want to use the funds for? That's also important. Do they need it for their salary? Or can we use it um, on a research assistant or lab supplies or things like that? Great. Betsy, could you go over a typical timeline with us from the point at which a faculty member finds a grant to submitting the review process, et cetera? Well, ideally, four months out is a good place to start. Uh, if they have the deadline and if the time is there, they should start assembling their team, writing up the specific aims and significance, move on to the research plan, then the budget, the justification, the bio sketches, And most importantly, they want to get feedback from mentors and collaborators and other experienced faculty members who have been successful in writing and being awarded grants. Um, two weeks out, they'll submit the information to the business office we will review, we'll discuss, we'll edit, and then one week out, we will send it to OSP. This isn't to say that if you find if you find a grant and you have a two-week turnaround time that it won't get done. It will absolutely get done. We, we have had very short turnaround times, and we're never late. We will always <laughs> make sure it gets submitted. So, but the more time, the better. So the process is pretty flexible. It, it is very flexible. It is. I, I think the, the, you know, the four months out is more for the faculty member, giving you enough time to write and rewrite and get it reviewed and you know, make sure that it's what you really want to submit. Is there a database of any sort where if someone comes to you, a junior faculty comes to you and says, oh, I'm, I'm applying for this grant of, some, of, of finding someone else who is also a faculty member who may have been successful in that grant as well. Do you have? Yes, do you keep actually, track of that? NIH has. Well, NIH Reporter. Have you ever been on there? No. If you go on NIH Reporter, you can put in a few keywords, and it will come back with every grant that's been funded. With the in that on that topic, it'll show you the abstract. It's not going to show you the entire grant. It's going to show you the abstract. But when you get that, you're also going to know who wrote it. You're going to have the, you know, the PI and the co-investigators. So you can definitely find some things that way. Okay, great. And are there any resources to help? I always find when putting together a grant, figuring out the budget. Mm -hmm. um, is there anyone to help with that, writing a budget proposal? Yes. Um, internally, faculty can enlist the help of uh, Yale's YCCI, Yale's... It's the Yale Clinical, clinical Center for Clinical Investigation. Yes, Center for Clinical Investigation, their Research Budget Development Unit. In our business office, 
myself and our accountants, you know, we've seen so many budgets go through and kind of know what you have to think about. Um, and we can always brainstorm with the faculty member. And then the NIH has a great re resource. And in addition to a section on writing your application, it has a section on developing your budget. So that would be another, um, another outlet. Great. So taking a step back, what advice do you have for junior faculty sort of looking at the big picture mm -hmm. uh, for when looking for grant funding? Mm -hmm. I think the first thing is that you need to make sure that you're applying for the grant that's right for you with regard to where you are in your career. Um, you have to investigate the health of where you want to apply. What's their budget been like for the last two to five years? What types of projects have they funded? What's their mission? What's been funded in your area of interest? Most importantly, enlist experienced collaborators in your field and get their input. Keep at it and don't get discouraged. And if you have the opportunity to attend classes or clinics that the university offers, you should because it will be helpful. And what are some classes that are available about the grant process or writing grants in general? And then also, are there any tips that you have for when getting down and really writing this, uh, the grant and putting, and putting it on paper? Gene Shapiro puts out, he does that class on, mm -hmm. on um, writing grants. So that would, I think that's key. I think it would be, that's a good class to take. Um, because he does, I think he does make you write something and it's get, it gets edited and critiqued and, and you have to redo it. So I, I think that's a great place to start. But in writing, there are some problems uh, that you want to avoid. And one important thing that you want to remember is to get and hold the attention of the reader with a compelling argument. You know, prove the importance of the proposed project. Make sure the abstract describes the entire scope of the project. Assume the reviewers are uninformed but quick to learn. So I think I read somewhere that assume that the person reading this has an eighth grade education. You know, don't use too many um, scientific words. You know, make it easy for the reviewer to understand. Develop a detailed research plan. Read and pay attention to the proposal review criteria. Not only do you have to demonstrate the importance of a project's research goals, but the narrative must also support other objectives that are important to the funding agency. Most importantly, follow the application instructions and do not deviate one bit because they will bounce it back. If it doesn't, they will, it will get withdrawn if you don't. So that's very important. Um, be, be sure to have your proposal reviewed by seasoned writers. Engage proofreaders who are not involved with the project. That's, so that's something I do. So when I read your proposal, I'm not reading it for the context. I'm reading it for grammar and mm -hmm. to make sure that it flows and words aren't being left out or, or you know, things, it's misnumbered or things like that. Because um, no matter how minor inconsistencies or improper grammar, grammar, typos, it can 
it could doom the proposal right from the onset and allow time to write, rewrite, and rewrite it again because it does, it does take time. And, and Betsy, just for clarification, what is what is your turnaround time? Like if I were to send you um, something to review, what's your average kind of response time? You'll have it back within 24 hours. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's I great. mean, if it's, if it's a heavy deadline, within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. I mean, time, I mean, I know how, I know how critical it is and how, how critical the timing is. So... Yeah, make and, sure it gets back. And along with that, in terms of email, um, is, during this critical time, are you meeting with faculty usually, or most of it can be done over email? It's all done through email, and sometimes on the phone, but mostly through email. Yeah. Okay. And we also use Box. Okay. So that's another another way. It's just getting used to that, but um, it works. Is that where you would then get, if I sent you a grant on Box and you would edit it and so I would have it right away? Yes. You, okay. Yep. That's, that's great. What other, you know, as, you know, as we're going through the grant process, I think every grant is so different that you, you know, really do have to read the instructions like you said. Mm-hmm. What are common, you know, pitfalls that you see that junior faculty sort of commonly hit and mm-hmm. how would you recommend we not do that or how to do that? So I think one of the biggest problems for junior faculty is the lack of publications that they have. So, for example, you can't apply, you cannot apply for an R01 unless you have publication, or at least one publication, I think it is. Um, so it, it, that's important. Um, and I think junior faculty should apply for whatever they are eligible for. Um, because I know it's it's di- it's difficult. You can't do the research and write the paper and work in clinic, and I mean, you know, your time is is precious. So, um, the more you write and submit, even if it's a thousand dollar award, it's going to help. So, I would suggest applying for whatever you're eligible for, because it will help you in the long run. Um, another pitfall, again, is the number of years in your position um, and what that position is. So um, even though an instructor here at the School of Medicine is, is considered a faculty position, some grants require, some funding agencies require you to be at least an assistant professor of medicine. And it even varies by institution. Um, I know I can't remember exactly which funding source it was, but they had a specific note in there for people at Harvard and with regard to um, what the position was. So it it varies. So it, it varies by funding agency, and it also varies by institution. So, But that's, that's also um, something else to keep in mind. Make sure you're, it's the right one for you. Great. So, Betsy, what is your availability, and, and how can junior faculty reach you? So my f- schedule is very flexible. I'm available Monday through Friday at whatever time is most convenient for the faculty member. Um, I can be reached by phone at 203-785-7524 or by email 
at betsy.pezapane at yale.edu. Well, great. Thank, Betsy, I want to thank you so much for your time today. I'd also like to thank you for participating in the new faculty orientation program. I think it's really nice for junior faculty to meet you when they arrive at Yale because I think it's really a good relationship to have from the beginning. Still have a nice face to the name so they know who to contact for certain things. Yeah. And again, thank you for all the oh, important information you. you shared today. Thank you so much, Betsy. Thanks.